TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. to welcome you to the two guys in a mic show. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Thursday in the fine city of Chicago. Baseball playoffs opening up last night. And I think most people are pretty aware now we had the rarest of rare, a no-hitter in a playoff game. Roy Halladay gets it done. The NHL season opens up tonight. we got some NBA exhibition games, and we got a big weekend of football coming up. It's Thursday, so we start to preview some of those football games. In fact, there's a couple of college football games on tonight as well. I think Nebraska is teeing it up. It's the coach of the big dog. We're with you right up until 11 o'clock. Thank you so much again for joining us. If you want to join us on a more personal nature, we invite you to reach out. And you can practically touch us. In fact, if you go over to the big dog's house, you can probably reach out, and he will encourage you to touch him. It is 888-463-6748. That is our phone number. And please remember, big dog, we do not allow inappropriate touching uh coach i absolutely allow inappropriate touching you do yes That's... as a matter of fact it's highly encouraged <laughs> that is breaking company code but uh yeah, but it wouldn't be the first time preceded by an email from a female okay oh, okay so uh mad dog mark who keeps emailing in and wanting to meet you he would not be in your inappropriate touch top 10 list no i don't want mad dog mark okay. anywhere near me who is right now? Is there anybody, uh, I know the big dog, you keep your inappropriate top ten touch list. Any famous people in that uh, top ten inappropriate touch list? Well, that, that could feel that they can inappropriately touch me. Yeah, who would be, you know, yeah, top, well, top ten put, list of Well, the, it's, it's funny, coaches, I'm going to put five of them as male. Really? Yeah, and all five of them will be the Bears' offensive line because I figured they won't do it anyway. So at least that way I won't look homophobic. Uh, but you, then again, I won't have to worry about it either. You don't have to worry about any contact there. Good point. No, Nicely not, played. Not, Nicely not played. All. all right. <laughs> uh, how about uh, females in uh, movies right now, You know, or Hollywood, or uh, newscasts? Any famous females out there that the uh, big dog, who would be anybody uh, floating your boat right now? I would say Aretha Franklin. Really? Yeah. She's still with us, Aretha Franklin? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, Betty okay. White would be another one, Coach. <laughs> what, what What? do you got against Roberta Flack? Oh, no, that if, if she's pushing it up there in age and weight, too, I'll she's, definitely take that. She's killing me softly with your song. Or my song, whatever it might be. How are you, big dog? Great to talk to you. Weird start to the show, but we got lots to talk about. And a happy holidays to you and yours, and please keep your hands off mine. Isn't that amazing? Yesterday, you know, yesterday I was working, and uh, I, I went to the, this one little political rally, and my God, was that a bunch of nothing but a bunch of hot air. These That's... guys are not supposed to be politicians, and every single question that I asked them, Coach, was the typical political answer. That's so right. We... Absolute, oh, my goodness, I wanted to kick some head in. we got to do a little sports guys talk politics. I forgot you were doing a little uh... – TV shoot and interview at a Tea Party convention. Let's get to well, that. I'll no, mark it down. It wasn't a Tea Party convention either. It was well, just like a rally at uh, at Blackie's, and there was like Tea Party people there, independent people there, a couple other people. Blackie's and, the uh, hamburger spot? Yes, on uh, 755 not, South Clark. Not Boston Blackie's. 
Not Boston okay. Blackies, the original Blackies. Okay. Because we a... were told specifically later by some other people. Okay. Because Boston Blackies, I think, has gone uh, belly up. The fine hamburger joint. Maybe there's a few of them still available. Uh, there are a few, a few of them are still available. Okay. Yeah, there was a story in the paper. But yeah, yeah, yeah my ex-girlfriend, Evgenia, remember her? Yeah. She was a manager there. Really? And I got to say, they kept having to transfer to different blackies because she kept on getting hit on by different managers. Mm-hmm. And it Man- ended up being that the top manager in charge was the one who really liked her, and he didn't like the fact oh, that wow. everywhere she put her, she was getting hit on by some dude. So it was not the customers that were inappropriately trying to touch her, but it was the manager, the employees thereof. Yeah, the girl wow. was only like 42 kilos, so wow. I don't understand why they even liked her. But I anyway. never met her, but I was a big fan of Ivgivni. You still have not pronounced her name right, which is I like. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah, well, we can go. We can go to some. If you want to talk sports, guys, talk politics later. Coach, I'll, I'll <laughs> save the rest. Unless right. you want to go to it now. Thank you very much. Let's talk sports. Philadelphia Phillies, uh, the team I predicted might uh, fold up in the playoffs. Big dog. You never know. It could still happen. But they win four nothing. Roy Halladay, absolutely amazing. Only did it what like 105, 106 pitches. Seventy nine of them were. Uh, Strikeout. He had the no hitter. Big dog. Only one walk. He was one. Jay Bruce walk away from a perfectamento game. The, I, I just want to let you know I'm a little PO'd at my friends. Okay. Okay, coach. Uh, I can't tell you how many different times in my life I have sent a text message or called, hey, so and so is about to throw a no hitter. Yep. So here I am yesterday just chilling out. Roy Halladay is making baseball history yep. and not one of these people call and tell me I'm, cloudy I'm, tells me afterwards how about that holiday uh, uh holiday uh, uh no hitter i'm like are you kidding me my friends were in the in the same category and i heard about it listening to a radio, a non-sports radio station where the sports guy offhandedly mentioned it to the host who just kind of pooed it like who cares and i'm like what did he say and he didn't even say who it was i'm like what there was a no hitter in the playoffs so my friends were as uh anti-diligent as yours yeah Text somebody. Give us a call. Let us know. What was that? An afternoon game, or uh, that was the? It was an afternoon game, coach. Okay. So there it might, was... you know, maybe your friends were working. Maybe nobody was aware. No, they were aware. Trust me, they were definitely aware. They have the text message alerts going to their phone constantly, which maybe I need to get now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, so you, so you only were able to catch the highlights as. Was I, but nevertheless, phenomenal performance from uh, a future Hall of Fame pitcher. Absolutely sensational. Eight strikeouts, one walk. He is so efficient. And Big Dog, you watch him pitch. And I've said this before with you on the show. I said it during the regular season. You can't quite figure out why he's so damn good. He just, you know, he doesn't look special. There's not anything sizzling about him. He, I guess the great ones make it look simple, don't they? Well, I was going to disagree with you. He has great control is what it is, Coach. He always throws it exactly where he wants to throw mm-hmm. it. I think that's what's the special thing about him. But you're right, doesn't it? He's got good movement. He's, he's got good velocity. He's got a good uh, curveball. I mean, but but he throws it exactly where he wants. So all those good things, when you do it exactly the way you want to do it, ends up being incredible. Mm-hmm. Who would you compare him to, to the great ones in the past? Is there any... Uh... I don't know. Would Greg Maddox be a fair comparison? How would I close? I was I was trying to think of that last night, and he reminds me more of Burt Blylevin okay. than anybody. There's, it, that's who he reminds me of. Mm-hmm. The Maddox was more like a a, a two seam fastball, 
and uh, a four-seam fastball pitcher. He like he throws a sinker, and then you know, and then a, then the regular fastball where he would just put it like to a dime where he wanted to. But he didn't have like the great movement on his uh, on his breaking pitches. He had the great movement on his straight pitches. Do you know what I'm saying, coach? You talking about Blylevin or Halliday? No, no, uh, Maddox. Oh, Maddox. oh, Maddox. Okay, yeah. Cause you know Bo- what I mean? Maddox threw a two-seam fastball and right. it just dove and it dug. He threw a curveball and it didn't even look like it broke that much. It was it was yeah. kind of strange. But but the, with, but the his windup reminds me of Burt Blylevin. Mm-hmm. His curveball reminds me of Burt Blylevin, and the fact that he throws a complete game a lot and just like his body type. So mm-hmm. that's that's who he reminds me of. Blylevin had a uh, awesome curveball. He also had an awesome nickname, courtesy of uh, was it Bob Lee? No, it was uh, Chris Berman. Chris Berman. Burt be home by eleven. Yeah, that is without a doubt one of the great nicknames (laughs) in the history of uh, of baseball. Uh, Baseball fans, it is October indeed. Big Dog and a coach are with you. We got to talk about the opening of the NHL season. And Big Dog, I know you're excited about a big football weekend coming up. Lots to get to here. Philadelphia wins it four nothing on the amazing no hitter by Roy Halladay late last night. Big Dog, I fell asleep, but the Yankees did come back and beat defeat your Minnesota Twins. The Twins had the lead and they were beating CC Sabathia. Uh, Liriano fell apart in the sixth inning. The bullpen not so good either. Yankees knock off the Twins six to four. Pretty good game for them. Nice comeback. Yeah, definitely a good comeback by the Yankees. Now I didn't get to see the highlights, coach, because uh, I was working most of the night. But mm-hmm. uh, so Kerry Wood came in and uh, basically started a fire. I heard in the eighth inning. Is that's what I was watching uh, on the phone? Is what I saw. Yeah, but I think there was uh, Liriano got hit a little bit. Then they brought another reliever in in the seventh inning, and he gave up a couple of runs. So Kerry Wood might have finished it off, but some of the damage, you can't blame it all on Kerry Wood. A lot of the damage was provided by Mark Teixeira. Okay, well, thank you very much. So Kerry Wood was pitching for the Yankees in the eighth inning. I just wanted to figure out how they the Yankees mopped it up and, and cleaned it up. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. but uh, Curtis Granderson had a triple. That yep. uh, you know, that's a big play. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get to watch any of the highlights. I'm in the, I'm in a place right now, a studio with with no television coach, just nothing but a bunch of art on the walls. And and I actually he's trying to sell me some tried to sell me a painting yesterday for twenty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have the money though. Interesting. Are you in a place where someone like has to pay money to get you out? No, no. Believe okay. it or not, uh, I did not have to. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not incarcerated. Right. I'm actually free to go as I choose. I, I thought but you were there are gently metal bars all over the place. <laughs> All right, because if you need bail, if you need to get out, you know where to call. We would be fourth on your list. If you can't find anybody else, me and David Olson will drive down wherever you are, and uh, as long as it's under twenty k, we'll we'll somehow find a way to get you out. Coach, are, are you honest? You'd, you'd really bail me out of jail if I ever needed to. Under twenty k, absolutely. Under twenty k, absolutely. Let me do it? Yeah. Coach, oh, I, tw- I should have known that you would have done this for me sooner. <laughs> <laughs> if I had known this three months ago, I wouldn't have missed that one Tuesday show. should be careful what I say, David. It might <laughs> might come to fruition a little bit quicker than I would think. Over 20K, by the way, my response would be, Joel who? Well, see, huh? you know, that, that's good. See, I've never called my mom when I needed bail. Most no. other people call their parents immediately. Yeah. No. See, I, I just no, no, I, I know my mom would do it. I just don't mm-hmm. want to have to deal with it. Tell yeah. my mom that I must have messed up. So. Yeah, that would not be a good thing. Get one of your, you've got like eight friends named Joe. One of your friends named Joe, I'm sure, can drive down, get you out. And if you combine all eight Joes together, they can, I'm sure they could put 20000 together. You know, it, it's pretty funny. Is, uh, one of my buddies named Joe yeah. Hogan actually did bail me out one time. And it was, uh, mm-hmm. I forget exactly what it was for. But anyways, and it was, I need, he needed $300 in order to bail me out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he comes down to the courthouse, coach, and writes 
up a contract. He had a contract written, <laughs> and it basically went something like, uh, I, Joel Ardwanski, who has <laughs> sex with small poodles, and dream of blah, blah. I mean, it was just this long list, and uh, it, it was hilarious, Coach. He had, he went into the police station, and the police would not let me go unless I signed this contract to pay back the three hundred one dollar and fifty cent dollar fifty for the for the what do you call it the ATM machine, which I had no problem with, but it was so funny, Coach. So he's he's bailing you out, but before he does so, he has you sign a uh, make sure a contract so that he gets his money back. The officer notarized it. <laughs> but forget it's the nice to have he friends. He wanted Joel. me to sign something that I had sex uh, with small poodles and a variety of other things, along with the fact that I was going to pay it back. What you got? I remember at a very early age, my dad telling me, "Before you sign your signature, you always read. Don't just sign if somebody puts a paper in front of you. Read and read the small print." And I don't know that he warned me about having sex with small poodles, but he did remind <laughs> me to read the fine print. And uh, hopefully, you took that advice before signing the signature with one of your eight friends named Joe. I did. I, I did, Coach. As a matter of fact, the officer made me read it aloud yep. after he notarized Oh, that's it. embarrassing. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah. David, I don't know. You know, I know we do research on our show. We've mentioned before breastfeeding moms are our number one listening audience. We kind of have it broken down, et cetera, et cetera. If you break our show down by uh, names of people that listen, we've done studies on this before. It's amazing, but people named Joe somehow are attracted to our show. I can't quite figure it out. Joe's our number one. And interestingly, Leotis is number two right behind Joe. Leotis, we need more of those. Well, I think, uh, I don't know, you know, where Leotis comes from, an African-American name. I think a couple of guys like us were probably, our show's probably big in the African-American community, I would think so. Leotis is an Irish name. No, it's not. It all depends on, you know, it all depends on the spelling, though. All right, well, we could be big in Ireland as well. All right, 888-463-6748, extra bonus if your name is not Joe, and you call in the show, we'll see if we can send you a prize from our somewhat limited prize vault, October baseball. We're starting to get juiced up a little little bit. All it takes to me, and we talked about this yesterday, Big Doug, a couple of games. A couple of games, the storyline starts to get drawn, and all of a sudden, I start to get drawn into it. I've heard a couple other sports talk hosts in the city of Chicago saying, eh, the Cubs and Sox aren't into it, you know, who's into baseball? And I would say, well, if you're into sports, if you love the drama and the tension and the passion, the intensity of sports, all right, you know, get over the fact that the Cubs or Sox are your favorite teams not in it. Watch the games because it's pretty good stuff. Those are the people that uh, are just, like, head over heels in love with football that do something like that, Coach. Yeah. You know, because they would rather, like, worry about their fantasy team all week mm-hmm. and actually, you know, go out and actually, you know what, when you invest a little bit of time in watching those particular games, they yep. end up becoming extremely dramatic, yep. extremely dramatic. Mm-hmm. In a different way, too. You know, every sport has a different feel. Baseball, we've said it before, especially playoff baseball, like game four, game five, or even like a, you know, a deciding game seven, course round one, it could be a deciding game five. It's a different feel to a big dog. It's slow. It's delicious. It's uh, yeah, do you watch a tantalizing. It comes at you in a different way, but, boy, it does taste good. If you watch a whole series, like last year watching Chase Utley take on Yankee pitching in the World Series, yep. it was like one man versus a whole entire ball club last year. And the way they ended up, because we all know Ryan Howard is the power of that team, without a doubt, and Chase Utley is a great hitter, but like how hot he got last year in the Phillies versus Yankee series, they basically were like, all right, we're going to have to walk Chase Utley and pitch to, to Ryan Howard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't normally see stuff like that because the guy was so out. What do you have, uh, like – 
five home runs in five games last year or six in five games. Can't remember the details, you know, but uh, he, he was big. Was he know, the he, M- MVP? No, he was not the MVP last okay. year. I, I, that's, I, it's sad to say that. I, I think it was CC Sabathia, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. And uh, but I mean, like stories like this will just end up working out stuff that you just don't expect. Well, you'll you will see in every single series, like a guy mm-hmm. who's never pitched in a playoff game his whole entire career, and then the first game of it, he throws a no hitter. Talk mm-hmm. about how to! I mean, all of a sudden. Well, I forgot he'll... about that. That was Roy Halladay's after many years in uh, the Siberia of baseball, also known as the Toronto Blue Jays. That was his first ever playoff game. See, it must be wow. global warm. That's global cooling because uh, it used to be Siberia baseball was the Montreal Expo. So I guess you still have to have a Siberia baseball coach. Mm-hmm. So like now that they moved yeah. to Washington, I forgot about that though. After many many years of watching on the outside, even as a great player, I totally missed that aspect of it. That was his very first playoff game, and the guy fires a no hitter. Amazing. Yeah, well, that that was like the first thing I was thinking because you know the guy could be a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yep. You know, because if he continues a couple more years of winning as many games as he does, being a Cy Young every once in a while and all that, you know, he could end up being a, 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 a Hall of Fame pitcher. So how he pitched in the postseason is very, very important because you get remembered and you get uh, enshrined because of having big moments. In well, it. So, I might disagree with you there. I think Roy Halladay, is, uh, he's in. I think he's been good for enough years where he's in. Now, I agree with you. You're going to be remembered differently, but for his Hall of Fame credentials, this is icing on the cake. I think he's been good enough, dominant enough, long enough, but let's not get uh, taxed up on that. Yeah, Dave. You know, the guy was winning 20 games with the Blue Jays yes. when they were terrible. Yeah. That, yes. I mean, not that just alone. one or two years, but a lot of years. Yeah, a lot of years. That, that alone yeah. earns him a uh, ticket to Cooperstown. Okay. That's, well, he's in then right now as of today. So if he retired, because he's pitched his 10 years, all you got to do is play 10 years. He'd mm-hmm. be in. Yeah, I think if next game he comes out in the second inning, he takes a too long of a stride, rips a hammy, and he's done for his career. It'd be a little bit tougher, but I think he would still make the Hall of Fame. By the way, the third game of the three we have not mentioned yet, Texas Rangers. On the road, they knock off Tampa Bay. Big dog 5-1. to one. And um, interesting, Cliff Lee was the pitching star. Great performance by Cliff Lee, but kind of an interesting note here. The hitting star was catcher Benji Molina, who two or three months ago was the catcher for the San Francisco Giants. And now he's catching for the Rangers. The Giants gave up on Molina, and they uh, gave the job to Buster Posey. So that's kind of a little interesting sidelight. Uh, yeah, but, well, Benji Molina is always going to come with a couple big hits. Seriously, for, he always has, whenever he's played in the postseason, that guy just always seems to mm-hmm. uh, you know, shine. Hey, yesterday, David Price, I, I do. if you do remember yesterday, I was like, you know, he needs to be effectively wild and not throw too many strikes. He didn't walk anybody yesterday, Coach. And he gave up. Yeah. So he didn't walk anybody. That, that, there's a couple pitchers that need to legitimately walk people in order to be good. And I, from what I understand, his control was right there, and he was getting hit mm-hmm. every once in a while, getting hit pretty hard, too. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have enough movement on his pitches. So he's got to be – but he's got, like, it, it, an incredible – like slider and a and a fastball, he's like one of those two pitchers I think that needs to throw more balls. And that one of the only in all the in the whole game of baseball, but he is one of them. C.J. Wilson going to pitch for uh, Texas tonight. Tampa Bay, I've seen, and you're our baseball expert, Big Dub. Maybe you can clear it up. I've seen uh, Jamie Shields' name mentioned. I've also seen Matt Garza's name mentioned. I'm not sure who Tampa Bay is going to throw, but uh, I would no, assume... Matt Garza. I'm pretty sure is game two, Coach. That's what I thought. Yeah. That, so but... I, unless something has changed. It, Matt Garza was supposed to be game two right. before yesterday. So okay, 
That's, and, that's uh, what I was thinking too. But I, I read something in the paper today that they were that Jamie Shields might go to the mound. So we'll we'll check okay. on that. But uh, either way, it should be a good ball game. And the Yankees, uh, or I'm sorry, the Giants, teed off today. They're the seven o'clock, eight o'clock, the later game today. San Francisco, of course, uh, hosting Atlanta, which should be a pretty interesting series. Tim Lincecum on the mound. He's going up against the veteran Derek Lowe, who is what about 51 years old right now. Uh, yeah, actually, Coach, I think he's a little bit younger than me, so uh, that, that hurt. Derek Lowe? Yeah, I think he's, he's like 37. Really? I thought he was older than that. He's the only guy that calls Jamie Moyer a youngster well, or a young man. True. Well, that, that That's for a total different reason, Coach, we can't bring that up on there. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, he is pretty old, but you know what? For some reason, he's another guy. He usually pitches a little bit better in the postseason than he does in the regular season, and Yep. He's just an above-average pitcher to me, but he's been mm-hmm. an above-average pitcher for a really yeah. long time. Yeah, he gets so out. That, yeah. That's what he does. He, he he finds a way to get out. Doesn't always strike out twelve batters a game, thirteen batters a game, but he gets out. That's okay. I think that's, so that's a good way to put it, Coach. Because yeah. you know, there's different levels of guys like that. Because the guy right below of oh, he gets out is oh, well, he eats innings. So if you there's you know that's that next level. Because mm-hmm. I know you don't like that oh, he eats innings guy. No. So. All right, baseball playoffs going to be fun to watch. Uh, game twos tonight, and of course the opener. The other one, you want to talk some baseball uh, anytime during the October playoffs. Me and the big dog right here for you again. Our phone lines are open eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Before we switch off a of baseball, big dog St. Louis Cardinals have re-signed uh, a gentleman you might be familiar with, Mister Albert Pujols. One more year, sixteen million dollars. Good move, or is that an overshot? You you realize that the Cubs have two performers. Oh, excuse me, I don't know if you can call them performers, but they are acting like baseball players, but they don't perform. Alfonso Soriano and Carlos uh, uh, <laughs> Carlos Zambrano and Alfonso Soriano both make more than that coach. Yeah, sixteen million dollars, a pretty good move by. No, they, do, they don't make more than sixteen a year. I don't think. Carlos Zambrano has makes eighteen million dollars a season, and Alfonso Soriano makes seventeen million dollars a season. You sure about that? Uh, Carlos Zambrano's contract is ninety two point five million dollars over five years, which is eighteen point million dollars. Absolutely obscene. Think about this: Alfonso Soriano's deal was eight years, one hundred and thirty six million dollars, coach, which comes out Mm -hmm. to seventeen million a season. So not only not only do are their contracts more expensive than Alfonso Serrano's, mm-hmm. I mean Albert yeah. Pujols per season coach. One deal was for five, and the other one was for eight. Ladies and gentlemen, of one year sixteen million. So if you think I understand because sixteen million is a lot of money, but coach in the baseball terms, yeah, Cardinals got uh, a, a obscene. deal. Obscene. Our financial expert here on the show, David Olson. Has some more numbers to crunch. Yes, David. Well, let's add Aramis Ramirez as another Cub who is making more than Albert Pujols. Well, it, it ends. Ramirez making more than year sixteen is, a year. Yeah, he had he made coach. this year. He made sixteen seven five. But he will only make fourteen point six next year. Only. <laughs> what was it? Fourteen point six million. Oh, it was one of those front-loaded contracts, huh? Yeah. Well, oh. it was an option here. It was an option here, Coach, and he decided right. to invoke it. All right, stop. Stop, because I was getting all excited about baseball, and now you're making nauseous, especially with, with the Cubs. I like the way the Cubs end of the year, and Carlos Zambrano, but let's forget for a second the $18 million a year. But Carlos Zambrano finished off with eight 
straight or nine straight very, very good pitching performances. No bump in the road. He was consistent. Uh, maybe. Maybe we come back next year with a revitalized, retuned Carlos Zambrano. I'm excited as long as you don't bring up the fact he's making 18 mil a year. Well, I, well, Coach, you know what? If if the guy can throw 35 starts next year and keep his ERA below two like he did in the eighth start, mm-hmm. or then you know what? Hey, then he's worth $18 million a season. But uh, you're talking about he'd have to win like 25 games and have an ERA below two in order to really earn what $18 million means to nowadays a typical mm-hmm. baseball fan. Yeah, he's getting paid way too much money. Yeah, that's unbelievable. All right, big dog and a coach. We're going to take a quick, quick break. Baseball action, but a lot more going on in the world of sports. NHL hockey opens today. The big dog, Joe Edwanski, for lack of a actual hockey expert, is our ice guy. He's our hockey expert. He's going to tell you which couple of teams you might want to look for at the end of the season. He's got about 38 seconds to do his homework. We're also going to talk about the Big Dog's venture into a political, wasn't a rally, but a political event last night. That should be interesting. And we got some football to talk about college, NFL, and a few more items as well. We'll take a quick break. David Olson, our producer, coach, and the Big Dog at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to the Two Guys and a Mic show. The NHL season National Hockey League opens up today. I don't know how many people are ready for it, but it does open up today. My excitement level increasing as we speak. Big Dog woke up in the middle of the night last night, couldn't get back to sleep, looked over at my wife, and for a brief moment of time in the moonlight, she looked a little bit like Capitals high-scoring center Alexander Ovechkin. That's how excited I am for hockey. Well, uh, that's that's not good for you, Coach. Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. I tried to have nice hair. I have to to give you that. I tried to make the two-line pass, but uh, was flatly rejected. Referee called the signal, and I was sent to the penalty box. I can't get it. Ovechkin is either completely arrogant Mm -hmm. and uh, and a jackass that I can't tell, or he's got a (laughs) sense of humor where he realizes how good his life is, and he's just messing around. And he's giddy about it. I, I, seriously, I've seen a lot of stuff on Ovechkin. Yeah. It's border either or. So I don't know. I think, he's either arrogant or like just truly a happy person. I think there's a little bit of the latter. I I, I'm so. going to give him a benefit of the doubt, but I think in the, in the limited, I'm not exactly following and stalking the life of an Alexander Ovechkin, but the little <laughs> bit I've seen, uh, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. Big dog, you had about a minute and 12 seconds to prepare for this. The NHL seen the Blackhawks, the defending champions, but they lost. 
A lot of their team, they got gutted. A lot of new players coming in, but still, they have a core. Are you here to tell the fans across the country and our near and dear fans here in the city of Chicago? And I know you're an objective guy, so you won't let uh, you know the homegrown influence get to you. Who are a couple of teams to beat in the NHL of this year? Well, I do believe that the, the the team with Alexander Ovechkin is going to actually have a good year and, and not get bounced early. How about that? The, the well, Washington Capitals should be a pretty good team coach. They had a great year last year. They just bombed out in round one of the playoffs. Yeah, so like not, stuff like that's going to happen. Okay, I, but, I can honestly, I, I hope that's who the Blackhawks play in the in the Stanley Cup Finals. Too, you're looking too far ahead. Too far okay, All right, well, so, But you think the Caps will be back? And I also think the San Jose Sharks will have the best record in the West wow. again this year. Interesting. Yep. San Jose Sharks. Not uh, you're not you're not feeling the love of the Philadelphia Flyer. That momentum from last year. Uh, sometimes, like really good teams play really really well, and they can't ever recoup that magic again. It's not like mm-hmm. they have a, a really easy uh, formula for success there. So no, I will not say that the Philadelphia they won't. You're not and feeling. If they do, they'll be really good. But are they going to do the same thing again, Coach? Get that lightning in a bottle type okay. run? I don't think so. Okay, fair enough. You're not feeling the love of the Vancouver Canuck who uh, no, got there. Those, they were close. Those, those, huh? those cousins, Coach. They got the Shadeen brothers. I know that. You don't know that, but producer David Olson, he hasn't told us yet, but my inside sources tell he me. He does. <laughs> Was he the he third not, brother that couldn't play hockey and now he's producer? He is not the third brother of the Sedins, but he does have a poster of the Sedin brothers up in his bedroom. I will tell you that. Which one? Both. Oh, no, that's a little weird. Yes. Yeah. But uh, so, so you're not feeling the Vancouver love? Because I think that's the team that might break through this year. Okay, well, you know, the, actually, no, I do feel it. They're, that, that team could be really, really good, especially if you have a goalie who's considered great. And has won a gold medal, but you know to win a Stanley Cup, that's mm-hmm. what really Luongo's missing. And you know okay. that's what you need come uh, come uh, May. And I'm going to tell you this straight right now: the Blackhawks are not going to miss their goalie whatsoever. I'm I'm done. I was done with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think they needed a new goalie going going into this year. So, okay, Marty Turco, 32 years old. He was the goaltender for the Dallas uh, Ball Club, correct? He's he's been around, coach. Mm-hmm. Is the best way to put it. Right. He's been around, so they'll they'll be fine. I find it very interesting. I haven't you know studied the work of a Marty Turco. I've seen him play a little bit, but I find it very interesting when they list fairly consistently among his positives as a goaltender that he's an excellent passer. That he will help start you know the Blackhawks at least uh, the old Blackhawks. We got to see this year's team. You know speed and the uh, up and down the court using a basketball terminology up and down the ice game, that's part of their game, that having a, a goalie that can actually pass the puck and stick handle is going to ignite their offense a little bit. I thought that was kind of odd, but uh, equally as impressive. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Coach. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I, I'm hoping that does create something. Hopefully they continue to play that open style of hockey where they they can just get the game to a point where uh, – Every, every, even the opponent has to show their skill or else mm-hmm. uh, they have no chance. I, I love when they play that like opener for a game when the game ends up being like 6-2, six 6-3 to six to mm-hmm. because of the movement of the puck. Yeah. And I love when goalies come out of the nets. You know, Maybe next to mascot on mascot violence. I thoroughly enjoy that. Uh, what are some other? Oh, we talked about a big, fat defensive lineman picking up a fumble and trying to run the length of the field. That's good stuff. I, I enjoy when a goalie 
makes a rush up the ice, and then they realize they're out of their goal mouth and they can't get back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's good stuff to watch. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's not like those guys with those big, uh, those thigh protectors trying to get back into the net. <laughs> and other players. I don't think you used to be allowed to hit the goalie when they were out of the net. Those were the good old days. I think they got rules against well, that now. You, you can you can kind of bump them. Yeah. That's what I can say. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're both laughing about it because you know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, (laughs) all right, 888-463-674. You know, for a minute and 12 seconds of preparation, that was pretty good hockey analysis. Big Don, proud of you. Well, I did watch the playoffs last year. So now I'm going off the playoffs. So I'm like, I'm like I can tell like when teams truly have a lot of talent, sometimes they're just playing over their head. Yep. Uh, Vancouver, to me, I, I can see the I can see the Western Conference Finals being Blackhawks, uh, Canucks, and hopefully, and then uh, the Washington Capitals are going to get to the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Finals. They've yeah. they've got to advance in the playoffs this year. They've got way too much talent. Don't so. count out the old champions. I'm not quite sure they're ready to fade out into the old old West just yet. The Detroit Red Wings still might um, shake things up a little bit. I think they'll still be heard from. Okay, well, they do have a lot of – they have uh, Nicholas Lidstrom and Pavel Datsuk and Brian Rafalski. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a, yes, exactly. If they get good goaltending, mm-hmm. there is no question they can beat anybody in the NHL four games out of seven in the playoff series, mm-hmm. and they will make the playoffs. Beautiful. Hockey fans, you want to check in? 888-463. 67.48, the big dog and the coach, not exactly hockey experts, but we will play one from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock every day here on our internet radio show. Big dog, before we get to a, a little preview of the football weekend, which I know you're excited about, you had mentioned how yesterday, uh, part of your many, many jobs that you have, you were going to go film for Chitown Mix website with videos exactly. at a Tea Party political rally. You have to tell me, Cinemax, Cindy, and the rest of the listeners how that particular event went. Uh, I'm going to have to tell you, Coach, extremely disappointing. Really? Yeah, okay, I ride my bike from Humboldt Park. And by the way, strangely, this guy, Fred White, was from Humboldt Park. And, uh, you know, so I get there, and, you know, it was pretty good because uh, uh, my, the producer – Robert was actually already there and uh, talking to the guy. Well, when I did the interview, Coach, I, I was really hoping that this guy, you know, from what I understood, supposedly there's going to be no corruption. He wants to do away with that. I even brought up, like, specific examples of, like, corruption. Guy acted like I didn't even say anything. There's a heck of a platform. I want to do away with corruption. And so okay. during this whole time, he was pretty much evasive and gave the ex- – do you know how we do coach-coach speak? You know, we get yes. a question. Yep. You see how that, I say it compared to what how a regular coach would say it. Used to be a bit we used to do on our radio show, Coach Coach yep. Speak. I, I, I would love to do that bit again. It was exactly like yesterday. I would hate to tell you that the next time I do an interview, mm-hmm. I actually interview the way I did yesterday because I really wanted the guy to like be able to say whatever he wanted to say. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be able to do Coach Politician Speak. I mean, I, I, I could have we'll answered we'll every it. one of those questions exactly the same way this guy did, without any preparation. Besides, oh, that's how you have to answer a question? Okay, mm-hmm. seriously. We'll call it Coach Politically Correct. Okay. 
Yeah, we can do something like that. But uh, why don't we do that? Just get a couple mm-hmm. bits of a question asked a politician to see what, yeah. what politicians you know, and, and, answers. We'll probably get about 80% of the question right. Yeah, and I've given you compliments, and I mean it from the, uh, the, the bottom of my heart or a couple other organs at any rate. Uh, you are a very good interview, and part of the beauty of you, and um, you can tell people in a second a couple of sites where you can see some of your interviews. Now, you is, are. Hold on, say, is it up already? I don't know. Okay. I thought you were going to tell me, but um, <laughs> you know how you know how you get your typical interviewers out there, your standard sports interviewers. Well, one of the uh, and I, I mean this big deal. I think one of the beauties of your interviewing technique is you're more real guy. You're more natural. You're not canned. Sort well, of like the politician. Or the coach speak people, you were just cutting down. So that's part of your beauty. You don't do the canned interviews, so it makes it even worse. Or someone like yourself, kind of the every man on the street. You're still professional, but you give that every man on the street. It's a refreshing change, and then you get the canned response. That makes it even worse. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that, Coach, that yep. you would say that. So mm-hmm. I, that, that that means a lot to me. I appreciate that. But Where, yeah, that's funny. I got the canned response, so maybe we'll work with that. Because I I would have to say I kept the every guy on the every guy. Every guy on the street type of uh, attitude during it, I would have to say. So. Mm-hmm. so in general, paint a picture now. It was a Tea Party rally, and it was in the city of Chicago, right? Yes. It was, yeah, it was, uh, it was. It wasn't exactly a political rally, Coach. It was a smaller version of it. No, I said really it. A small version. It was a Tea Party rally. No? Well, it, it wasn't a Tea Party rally. Okay. It was people that did not want to be... Uh, labeled a Republican or Democrat type party because okay. there was independence there. There was Good. a Tea Party there. There was another guy who was like, I am of absolutely no political affiliation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. His name was Manny Roman. Okay. And guess what he told me? He told me absolutely nothing. I <laughs> asked him what his favorite restaurant was, Coach. Mm-hmm. And do you know what he said? Oh, I, I can't give you that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's exactly that was my question. I was oh, so he lives in Ashburn. Okay, he's running for the 18th ward. All right. Mm-hmm. So I asked this man, was, "What his favorite rate? I don't even radio station. What his favorite uh, restaurant was in his ward?" And he couldn't give me an answer. I'm like, "Well, I want to go get, get something to eat." And he's like, "Well, we have all kinds of good stuff." If you're gonna be the alderman in that ward, you better know the restaurants in your community. Or you think he was just being too uh, too cute and didn't want to pick one over the other? That is exactly what he was uh, trying to do. He yeah. couldn't even just tell me what the yeah. best Mexican restaurant was to go eat in his yeah. ward. I was a little uh, disappointed with yeah, it. That's, that's, that's political correctness gone a couple of steps too far. We need some people out there. It could be more real. I think the country it's, it's is ready. Roman, no, I could have been speaking extremely high about him on, on my show right now. But instead, he gave me some canned response and didn't answer anything. He was supposed to be the guy that didn't want to do politics. Mm-hmm. But and I, every time I answered a question, he gave the political answer. So if we are going to get somebody in office that isn't, you know, all about the politics, then at least answer a question like you're not a politician. Mm-hmm. No question about especially it. But the question is, <laughs> even if it's uh, about your favorite, your favorite restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> all right. Pretty well, bad. I'm all in support, and I think many, many others are too, for uh, some kind of politician, I'll put politician in quotes, to go about it differently. Whether it's breaking from the Democratic or Republican Party, or even if you are a Dem or Republican, approaching it differently. When I say differently, not doing the canned speeches, not doing the negative commercials, and not yeah. doing the, uh, you know, reading off the teleprompter and your speeches, just approach it from a completely different way because people are completely nauseated with the current state of affairs yeah, in political elections. If you can get elected like that, maybe you will be the type of person when you're elected. Mm-hmm. You won't do the normal status quo thing, yes. give money to the people 
that uh, get jobs already because of the previous yeah. people that were elected and mm-hmm. stuff like that, with their promises, how those yep. are the people that can keep you in office. Yep. So the, the voters are the ones that can it, really it, keep you in office. And speaking and, and of money, by the way. You did think way. You mentioned money. That, that There's a prime way where I think a politician can approach things differently. And I'm considering a run, by the way. I may run for aldermanic ward. I haven't figured out which ward yet. Not even sure what uh, alderman's duties are, but I'm thinking of running for some aldermanic ward in the city of Chicago. But one of the number one platforms I'd like to see a politician take, Big Dog. And one of the first that I will take if I decide to run is don't send me money. Don't send money for a political campaign. Jeez. If you want to, if you have expendable money, please, my my campaign website will have a list of, of worthwhile, researched out charitable organizations that give their 100% of their money to charity and, and, and very little of it, if any, to the administration. So we'll, 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 we'll research out some worthwhile charity. Don't give money to political campaigns. Disgusting. You know, right? Uh, you coach, let's let's, I let's put that money where it can be. Maybe doing something like that, yeah. the, pub, the, the publicity could get out. You know, nowadays you don't you don't have to you know be a regular news organization anymore in order to get your point of view out there and have it heard by people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the simple fact is maybe because times are different, maybe we can get different type of people elected. You do something like that is what you're talking about. That maybe starts bringing awareness. And you know what? These charitable organizations could probably do something a lot more effectively than our government would anyway. Okay? Mm -hmm. So in a sense, doing what you're doing, Coach, it could could also go into like the philosophy that I would have that we need to be taxed Mm -hmm. less in order to create stuff and have good things happen. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem. I would much rather take a chunk of my money and give it to a, uh, a charitable organization that I know is being run properly, then long as it's give it to the, Chris... the United States of America and say, okay, you figure out which charitable organizations get it. Well, by the way, I know you're going to take at least 50% of it. By the way, the Chris Zorich Foundation and the Gail Sayers Charitable Foundation might not be two that will be uh, high on our list. Oh, really? Are you haven't followed those two stories? No. Uh, oh. Gail Sayers is way too elusive. So I haven't been able to follow that particular story. <laughs> Galloping Ma- Gail has carried no, no, the mail no. <laughs> and apparently yeah. carried a few other things, too. Actually, Gail, I think we're going to give <laughs> Sayers' charitable fund. They've run into some trouble. It's been publicized. But I think he's actually all good and it's somewhat innocent. The oh, Chris Zorich okay. uh, situation. Code, I saw him in about a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, they, they had nothing to do with the charitable organization. You didn't see the tag paid for by citizens for Gail Sayers? Oh no! I think that was, no. I, that must yeah. have been oh, yeah. You you got you got to follow up or do some internet research on the Chris Zoritz story. Who? It's sad because Chris Zoritz was a great great guy, as you know, many of the Notre Dame fans and NFL fans, Bears fans oh, will remember. I have a Zoritz jersey. I can't yeah. wear the Bears Zoritz jersey anymore. Well, what did he do, Coach? Well, his charitable foundation, um, the Tribune, the Chicago Tribune, is the one that, that broke the story about six months ago that they uh, owed money and. And there's been no financing of it, no records of it, no accounting of it. They talked to Zorich, and he couldn't explain it. He said he would get back to them with the accounting. He never did. They followed up a couple months later. Long story short, there's been no response from Chris Zorich. A lot of money list, uh, missing that was given for charitable money, and, and they don't know where it is now. And Notre Dame, about three weeks ago, quietly, quietly released Chris Zorich from his duties as, what was he, student affairs? Student I didn't athlete. even know he was working there, yeah. Yeah, so it's unfortunate because, uh, you know, he's got a big heart and he was a great guy, but um, something went awry. 
and more details to come, but something went awry. But we move on. At any rate, do we agree that uh, there's a need for a different kind of politician out there? Break from the mode, and, and Big Dog, you and me could. Could. You know, I know we're not totally symbiotic in our politics, but maybe you're, uh, you know, we'll fit each other like, you know, the glove going on the hand, or we'll, we'll, that's not even a good analogy, but we'll fit each yeah, other's yeah, weaknesses. Please, please don't talk about our companionship. Your weaknesses. And have bring up a glove. Your so. weaknesses will be my strengths, my strengths, or, or my weaknesses will be your strengths. I think the two of us could run some aldermanic ward in the near future. Okay, well, we could run. We could run. As a matter of fact, we could at least have press coverage. Okay, we, if we did enough, mm-hmm. we would be able to at least be heard, Coach. Mm-hmm. I would just have to be have to deal with all the stuff that will come out of my closet. You realize I have a lot more to lose than you. Okay? That's a problem. That's a problem. But, you know, I, I would almost like it. And, by the way, anybody that wants to uh, kickstart our campaign in support of us, uh, email us. Uh, we'll probably be looking for a campaign manager in the not-too-distant future, Mike Two guys at AOL.com, M-I-C and the number two, Mike Two guys at AOL.com. Here's how I'm going to compare. You're worried about all the skeletons in your closet. In a weird way, you know how I said, you know, David Olson or, you know, the people here at TalkZone wanted to put a cough button in or whatever that button is so you can't hear us cough or sneeze or take breaks during the show. Yeah. And we had the same thing back at WSBC. We half-kiddingly said that we don't use that button because we, we want to relate to the fans more. We think the cough, the sneeze, the occasional passing of the gas, any bodily functions that they can hear from us, it makes us connect better. We say that, obviously, somewhat humorously. Same concept with your uh, things that might come out of the closet, I think. I shouldn't say that because I don't know all the things. But there, I'm sure there's a lot of weird things, but it's going to make you seem like a real person. You've had your deficiencies, but I think people relate to that uh, when they find out you're um, still very grounded and a big heart. At the bottom of it all. I appreciate that, Coach. So uh, yeah, let's do it then. Let's yeah. do it. Now, before I say that, I you know I should probably find out exactly what is in your closet before I throw my hat in the political ring with you. Well, uh, there, there's plenty. There's plenty, Coach. But they're all victimless crimes. <laughs> okay, so I would have to say that it would be okay if we did run. Okay. So here's what we have to do. You have to uh, buy a place in the city. Okay. I can do that. And then let me stay there. Interesting. Because you already have a family, you know right. what I mean? Unless you want to bring the family to the city of Chicago. Okay. I, I, why you have a beautiful home up in Glenview. You don't need to actually move into the actual city to actually be the mayor, do you? Maybe I'll buy a place in the city, I'll move my family, and you can move to my house in Glenview. That sounds like an excellent idea. Yes, I have, well, I'll be like yes you do need to live in the city to be mayor. <laughs> yes, to be mayor. Well, to be a mayor, to be a teacher, to be okay. a police officer, yeah. okay. to be a fireman. All right. Well, that'll be the once I get elected, that'll be the first uh, policy that will pass, Big Dog. That you don't have to live in the city, and then I'll move back to where I came from. <laughs> Got that figured out. Next problem. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I guess you can live in the city. I'll live in Glenview, Coach. Okay. I'll, give, I'll get some type of city address. Fair enough. Uh, you you still won't have a car. You have to bicycle down to the city, but I'm sure we can figure that out. No. Well, by then I will take in the uh, L because I'll remind you. I'll try to live right off of the L. You know, Joel, when he was young, David, he asked God for a bike, but then he realized that God doesn't work that way, so what he did is he stole a bike and then asked God for forgiveness. Thank you very much. I was not aware of that. <laughs> Let's get back to some sports talk, big dog. Tomorrow was a football Friday on the show. Let's preview a little bit of the college football NFL coming up this weekend. First of all, college football, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but... uh a very, 
very solid weekend number five, I think it is, a college football. The game I'm most excited about, I want to hear you uh, 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 give me a pick and make a, a analysis of Michigan at Michigan State. Great matchup. Uh, Michigan at Michigan State. You know, Michigan State uh, Michigan State is a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Actually, I think it's okay. Michigan State. Is it at Michigan? I believe it's at Michigan. It's at, it's at Michigan. Okay. And uh, they're, they're a four-and-a-half-point underdog. I don't know if I'm going to have that as one of my picks tomorrow, Coach, so that's why I'll just give it up today. I'll say Michigan State will keep that close mm. and win the game in the end because Bernard Robinson will get some type of injury mm. where he has to limp off the field for like two series. And no offense is dependent upon a quarterback as much as uh, the Michigan Wolverines are on Bernard Robinson. Mm. So uh, that little bit of downtime will allow Michigan State to score every single time on, de- on offense against the horrible Michigan defense. Wow. And win one of the highest scoring games in the history of that particular school. Yeah, that's gonna be good. It's gonna be an interesting, yeah. interesting match. You got the, uh, you know, the, um, the big house, the Michigan fans who will be going crazy. You got, yeah, but but it's never allowed in that place. What do you mean? I, I just it, to me it's like it's the quietest stadium in all of football. Won't it's like a be- hundred and five thousand people. I know like one hundred thirteen thousand people sitting on their hands. It won't be quiet this Saturday. Maybe they're used million. to winning, but Michigan, Michigan State, five and zero against five and zero, early Big Ten lead at stake. I don't, I don't think it'll be too quiet. Okay, I, I, I see Michigan okay. State winning the game, coach. Okay, well, I, I might too. I just think it's an intriguing matchup because you got again the uh, the fans at Michigan, the big house, the home field advantage, the superstar potential of Denard Robinson, but uh, still, Michigan not a very balanced team. Michigan State really balanced. Uh, their defense, very, very good. Don't have the superstar, maybe what, Greg Jones, the linebacker, might be an All-American candidate, but they're just solid, solid all around. And then they got the running game, and Kirk Cousins is starting to uh, throw the football, big dog. So the balance of Michigan State, their coach coming back after the uh, heart attack and the blood clots against Michigan at home, I think it's a uh, uh, college football drama at its finest. Uh, absolutely at its finest, Coach. What other games do you have this particular weekend? I do not have the lines in front of me right Alabama now. Alabama at South Carolina. Let's not talk about lines right now. Let's just talk about the matchup. Let's forget about the well, points. That, that's how I that's how I like figure out who's okay. playing. Florida you know State. What I'm saying? That's, that's got every single game right there, so it's the easiest for me to, to know who's playing. Florida State taking on Miami. Pretty good matchup of one loss team. USC going up against Stanford. How about that one? That's pretty good. Uh, that should be an absolutely excellent ball game, to, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Know, it, I'm pretty sure that is, is at Ohio State, if I, I mean, at USC, if I do. I think it's at Stanford. I think the Stanford really? Cardinal, I believe, are hosting that game. Could be wrong. We'll check that out. Pittsburgh. Dave Wanstead and company going up against Notre Dame and Brian Kelly. Pittsburgh are desperate for a victory as they're fighting to make a bowl game. They kind of had a rough start to the season. Obviously, Notre Dame doing the same anytime. Two talented teams that are both desperate for a victory and a loss would be crushing a match like that always uh intrigues me yes yes and i, I do i do like notre dame in that game coach mm-hmm. against pittsburgh uh, pittsburgh is not that here's, good overrated here's your easiest question of the day big dog coaching matchup wanstead versus kelly who do you favor it's a slight edge coach believe it or not <laughs> it's a slight edge i might have to go with Wani just because he's got better quotes <laughs> you got to love the Brian Kelly hiring over at Notre Dame. I, I know you're a little worried about the guy being a hothead Irishman, <laughs> yelling and screaming at everybody, actually doing the the little leprechaun pose to his players every once in a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I do know that bothers you a little bit, but, uh, uh-huh. you know, it's. Uh, I think he's going to be all right over there. Yeah, I actually do too. How about uh, Illinois, the fighting Illini, the team that is so near and dear 
to your heart, the navy and orange traveling out to Penn State. All they're going to see is white oh. in the crowd. Big dog. Penn State with a freshman quarterback, North uh, Illinois, with a freshman quarterback. Yeah. Who wins this puppy? Uh, Penn State's defense is actually really, really good, Coach. So was Illinois. I'm, I'm worried about this game. As an Illinois fan, I'm kind of hoping this might seem bad, Coach, but I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it just doesn't get ugly. I don't know if they can beat Penn State this year, Coach. Mm-hmm. And I think they, you know, has looked. They've they've shown like they they have a chink in the armor, but for some reason, I, after losing to Iowa the way they did last week. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of patting Illinois in the back because they didn't lose that bad to Ohio State, kind of like treating a loss like like half a win. You know, I don't like that at all either. I don't like Illinois' head going into Penn State. I would disagree with you. I think Illinois is not a big Illinois fan this particular year, but I do think they're going to give Penn State a battle. In fact, I think they might win the game. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, I, I think it's going to come down to uh, Illinois at Penn State uh, field goal. Late in the game, going to come down to a field goal. This one will be a tight one. Right down to the finish, David. Save that on tape. And um, if I happen to be wrong, feel free to erase this part of the show. Thank you very much. Love David Olson, our producer. It's called Creative Producing, Big Dog. He gets it done. Very, very important. All right, how about Sunday? Bears taking on Carolina. I wouldn't exactly say it's the marquee matchup of the Sunday weekend of football, but it is bounce-back game for the Chicago Bears. It's amazing how negative the city is, and I happen to think rightfully so, on our Chicago Bears considering their record. Is actually three and one. Well, you know what they they need to play well. Let's face it. When you get beat as badly as they did this past in the fourth game, you kind of can only go by you know where you're at. Well, right now the the Bears, you know, they can go and win this game and be four and one and make people feel a lot easier about this team. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't. You know, everybody wants to forget the last game. But every once in a while, there are games, like they played against the New York Giants, and it's hard to forget. You, do you know what I'm saying, Coach? So the, the, the Lovey Smith this week has been really short with people, and a lot of the uh, Bears players have actually said, hey, let's put that one behind us. And I totally believe that and understand that, and I have no problem with it. But if you ever play that bad again, expect the same questions. I mean, this is ridiculous. So... Uh, that's what I, that's why people are like worried that you know on a, about a three and one team coach. That's mm-hmm. the biggest reason I think. Yeah, you I don't, don't play I don't, a game that bad. I don't think it's skeptical. I think it's uh, it's reality. I think it's legitimate skepticism. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Bears, uh, Carolina, twelve o'clock on Sunday. Of course, the big question is the concussed. It's a new word in all of our dictionary <laughs> now. But Jay Cutler, who was concussed last Sunday, big dog. You've uh, played the game at the highest level, except. High school, college, or pro? What's your, in your opinion, you think Jay Cutler, A, is he going to play, and B, should he play, and C, if he doesn't? If he doesn't, would you go the veteran Todd Collins or the youngster Caleb Haney? Uh, number one, I would go with Caleb Haney. I know it's not in the order that you did. And number two, that's up to him, Coach. I, that's, that's his life. And can they win without him? They absolutely can. I mean, they're NFL players, I mean, really, how big of a drop-off would it be? We have no idea. So before we just assume they would get killed if Caleb Haney plays, I would say we give the okay. kids a chance. We already know what we're going to get out of Todd Collins, mm-hmm. which is someone that can't move in a pocket and against that particular <laughs> team. I mean, legitimately, yeah. they could probably be charged with murder if they decided to put Todd Collins <laughs> underneath center. For, so they can't do that. Okay. Todd would Collins you, would you, is... Forget, what would you rather have? You're on your conscience that you got... Uh, Todd Collins killed, or the state of Carolina <laughs> pressing charges against you for manslaughter for what would happen? Oh, could I chose uh, D, none of the above? 
Okay, good. Yeah. Just don't start me. You put Caleb Haney out there. So if the young kid goes, at least he'll go down fighting, Coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> Caleb Haney, exhibition games, regular season games. Every time he comes in, he does pretty well. He's he's able to move yes. and throw the football at the same time, which is something that yeah. you have to be able to do if you're the Bears quarterback. And he'll make some first downs, okay. move the chains a little bit. I'm sure he'll make some mistakes, but at least he'll be exciting. Todd Cowan's uh, the two words that come to my mind, and nothing against Todd Cowan, perfectly nice guy, but uh, stiff and sterile. It's just how do you how do you know that he's sterile, Coach? I didn't mean it in that term. I meant as a football quarterback. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the way, they asked Jay Cutler. Um, or I'm sorry, they asked Jay Cutler's girlfriend, brand new girlfriend Kristen Cavallari, the actress, if he sh- if she if uh, she thought he should play on Sunday, and she thought absolutely not. When they then told Jay uh, Cutler that those were her comments, he said, "Kristen, who?" So he That's still right. might he still might be struggling a little bit. I think he should sit out one more game. Wow, that is uh, you know that's a nice little thing to have with a girlfriend. Yes. Lack of memory. Like a legitimate excuse for it, too. Yeah. Yes, David. You kind of got to do the air quotes when you say actress, when you're talking about Kristen Cavallari. <laughs> what does she star? I've never seen The Hills. I, I don't know. Yeah, what, She's what, in The Hills. I don't even know what The Hills is. Yeah, what is that, Dave? Seriously. What it's is that? A, it's an MTV pseudo-reality show. It's the same show that uh, Heidi Montag and Spencer Aye. Pratt are Aye. So she's part of that whole Yikes. crowd. Yikes. Okay. Exactly. So, uh, actress in air quotes. All I know is ever since the – I keep forgetting his name. What was he, the alligator guy? Who was the – you know, the animal. Steve Irwin? Yeah. yeah. What was his name? The crocodile guy. Crocodile hunter. Ever since the crocodile hunter tragically died, Big Dog Television has not been the same for me. I never really watched any of that <laughs> stuff, though. The, the poor guy, I mean, what a way to go. What a way to go. All the right. Big Dog, what a way to go. Indeed, we have to go right now. Tomorrow's Football Friday, dog. Uh Get your picks ready, my friend. I was 3-0 and and beat the Schmoes last week. You were 2-1. and so As we... a matter of fact, I will be filming my picks today, this afternoon. Wow. Yes. Filming? Start going to Chi-Town Mix, people. Over the next couple of days, we'll have more and more of my stuff going up. www.chitownmix.com. And they have, a, they have a link to our show there, Coach. All right. It's be synergetic, if you know what Beautiful. I'm saying. Beautiful. I will check it out. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. David Olson, our producer. Great job. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic signing off. Have a great day, everybody.